0: This is the Mindful Weight Loss Podcast. Here's your host, life and weight loss coach, Dr. Michelle Tupman. Hello, friends. Welcome back. As I was preparing to record this episode, I was looking down at the microphone and I remembered the first time I ever encountered a microphone. I was maybe 10 years old and I was a Girl Scout. I was asked to give the Girl Scout promise at a ceremony. I walked up onto the stage. I stared right into that microphone and I completely panicked. My leader was standing right there beside me, and I whispered to her, I can't do this. And of course, it got broadcast out to the whole room. Everyone laughed. I was mortified. I thought I was going to literally die from embarrassment. I've been terrified of microphones ever since. I've also been terrified of public speaking and just performing in general. And I've actually passed up on many amazing opportunities that have come my way because of this fear. When I decided to start this podcast, I knew I had to get comfortable putting myself out there. I had to get around my fear somehow. And I did that by using the tool you're going to hear about in this episode. That's the beauty of this work. It's super effective for weight loss, but it also applies to absolutely everything else we want to work on in our lives. So let's get at it, shall we? In the first episode, we started talking about how important it is to move beyond looking at the plants in your garden to the root system deeper below. Our root system is really all about the thoughts and the feelings that we have. Oftentimes, it can be very hard to see what's going on under the surface. We do so many things on automatic, or at least that's how it seems for us sometimes. We also talked about how your thoughts are really the driving force behind the results you have in your life. And this is because your thoughts create your emotions, and those emotions drive you to take certain actions. And of course, it's the culmination of our actions that really give us the results that we have in our life. And this is really key. Our thoughts and feelings are responsible for our results. When it comes to weight, you know, we love, love, love to blame the circumstances in our lives for our weight gain. You know, personally, I like to blame my thyroid and my crazy shifts in the ER for my weight problems. And I hear lots of other blaming as well from others. Women think that they're overweight because of work stress, relationship stress, no time for cooking or self-care, too busy with kids, various food allergies, menopause, PCOS, you name it, I've heard it. And one of my favorite excuses that I always hear is sugar. Whenever I teach this concept, someone will inevitably always tell me that their problem isn't really with their thoughts, it's that they're addicted to sugar. They just can't get off of it. So I'm going to come right out and say it, sugar is not the problem. I'll say that again, sugar is not the problem. I mean, is sugar great for us? Well, no, of course not. And we'll get more into the reasons why in a future episode. But for now, know that sugar is not the problem. Sugar is actually the solution and weight gain is the side effect. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Sugar is what we call a symbolic substitute. A symbolic substitute is really just the best stand-in for the thing that we really want. So when we want something that's just a little too difficult to get, or maybe too painful for us to get, we're hardwired to reach for the next best thing. And for many of us, that's food, and often sweet foods in particular. This means we may wander over to the pantry when we get bored, stressed, or lonely. And when we do that often enough, we sometimes forget that food isn't the love or the comfort or the companionship that we're actually seeking. It gives us a little surge of all that when we first eat it, but then that wanes pretty quickly. Still, that little surge of comfort gives us what we need in the moment, and our brain remembers that for the next time we're seeking comfort. You know, the COVID pandemic has really been a great example of this at work. When we're required to socially distance, and many of the ways that we were used to getting our needs met were taken away, many people turned to food to fulfill those needs. We felt isolated, we felt lonely, and we maybe had a bit more fear and anxiety than we did pre-COVID. You know, a lot of us had financial stress and just so much uncertainty about the future. And when we couldn't necessarily turn to our social network or access the supports that we normally would, we turned to food as a symbolic substitute. Food became the solution to our stress and our worries, and weight gain was the unfortunate side effect of that. Again, food isn't the problem. Our underlying thoughts and feelings are what we need to solve for here. And also, by the way, food isn't the only symbolic substitute we turn to. For some people, it's online shopping. For others, it's alcohol or porn or gaming. In fact, what I often notice is that a lot of women who struggle with overeating also struggle with overspending. And when they solve for their overeating and lose their weight, their overspending stops too. Regardless, though, the premise is always the same. We're experiencing some kind of emotion that's painful or overwhelming. And then to neutralize those negative emotions, we reach for the symbolic substitute. You know, this is really another reason why willpower just doesn't work as a long-term strategy for losing weight. If you don't find a way to really feel and address the emotions that are causing you to reach for that symbolic substitute, it's inevitable that you'll start wandering to the pantry again when those difficult emotions come up. So I guess the question is, what do we do about this? Well, we start by getting in the habit of really looking at our thoughts. And this requires taking a step back and being the observer or the watcher of our thoughts. It also requires being just a little bit curious and asking ourselves, you know, what's really going on when we start mindlessly reaching into the refrigerator to soothe or to comfort ourselves? We spend a good portion of our days on automatic. Like we do so many things out of habit without actually thinking about it. You know, for example, the alarm goes off in the morning. We hit snooze. Maybe we hit snooze a second time. We get out. We give a little stretch. We wander over to the bathroom. We wash our face, we brush our teeth, we do our hair, we patter down to the kitchen, put on the pot of coffee, make kids breakfast, get ready for our commute to work, and so on. And we do so much of this without really thinking about it, right? So you have to decide to intentionally pay attention to what you're thinking. Just sit back, observe, watch what thoughts your brain tries to offer up to you. Now, this isn't about judging or labeling or being condescending towards yourself in any way. This is simply about noticing. Again, this comes down to being really curious about what's going on and also offering yourself some compassion. It's so easy to start criticizing ourselves when we do this, but that isn't what we're trying to achieve here. What you're really seeking to understand is what you're thinking and also what your thought patterns are like. You know, for example, do you tend to always jump to the worst case scenario or find yourself chasing down some rabbit hole? Just observe how your brain likes to work and be really curious about it. Personally, I love to ask myself the question, what's going on for me right now? Actually, this question came from my husband. My face tends to scrunch up when I'm worried about something and he always points to my head and he asks, what's going on in there right now? And, you know, really, it's a great question. And nine times out of 10, what's going on is that I somehow took one small little thing that happened in my day and catastrophized it to the point where my whole world is essentially ending. I do this all the time. I used to beat myself up to no end when I did this, but now I'll stop and I'll say to myself, you know, well, huh, isn't that interesting? I wonder why I'm doing that. And usually I get some insight into what's really going on for me when I start to catastrophize. As you start developing the practice of watching your thoughts, you're going to also start noticing some things. Things like when you get really stressed or upset, you start to just check out. You develop some really intense emotions that are super uncomfortable to experience, so you check out. You go into a bit of a fog. and This is why I like to call emotional eating fog eating. You're just checked out and you're often not even aware of what you're thinking or feeling or even that you're eating at all. Have you ever had that experience where you just find yourself halfway through a bag of cookies and you don't even really remember getting them out of the cupboard? Or maybe you started fretting about something happening at work, so you hopped onto Facebook so you could just forget about it for a little bit. Well, that's what happened. You checked out and you reached for that symbolic substitute to help numb all those uncomfortable, intense emotions that you were experiencing. And something often happens when we're bored that's similar. You know, if you're observing your thoughts, you might notice that what boredom really is, is it's having to spend time with yourself without any distractions. Being alone with ourselves is incredibly scary and uncomfortable for many, many people. And again, to avoid those super unpleasant feelings, we check out of our bodies and we check into the pantry, so to speak. What you want to learn to do is watch what your brain is offering when you're bored. Are you thinking, I don't like myself? Are you thinking my life is hard? Are you thinking I don't fit in and no one understands me? Like, really pay attention here up to what you're thinking when you're bored. And again, remember that compassion and curiosity are absolutely essential when you're doing this. Ask yourself why you're thinking these thoughts. Ask yourself what you're making it all mean. As you keep doing this, you'll get to the deeper reasons, the root causes of why you're reaching for that symbolic substitute in the first place. I just want to say again that this takes practice. The more you do it, the easier it gets. In fact, the more you do it, the more you do it. And that's where the magic really is. And so there's a great tool that I can offer you here to get yourself in the habit of paying attention to your thoughts. It's called a Thought Download. Now, this is something I do every day, and I recommend you start doing this as well. So here's what you do. Start a timer for just five minutes. This is all you need. I personally love to do it first thing in the morning, but you can do it anytime you like. It's also a great thing to do if you're just feeling some strong emotions and you're not really sure why, or when you've got all that monkey brain chatter going on in your head and you just want to focus yourself again. It's also a great thing to do if you're feeling anxious or bogged down with worry or overwhelm. And it's also a great tool to use before bed if you have trouble sleeping with all of the things that are running through your mind when you lie down at night. You just have lots of options here. But again, set a timer for five minutes and then write out everything that's going on in your mind. Write nonstop. Don't let the pen off the paper. You can type two if you prefer. It doesn't really matter. The key is nonstop writing until that timer goes off. Five minutes, just get it all out. You can write full sentences, you can do bullet points, just whatever feels right for you. There are no rules here aside from nonstop writing for the full five minutes. So at this point, you might be wondering what the heck that has to do with weight loss. Well, when you're trying to lose weight, your brain will give you all sorts of fun thoughts. This diet isn't working. I'm not losing weight fast enough. It's too much work. I hate this. But here's the thing. We have up to 60,000 thoughts per day in our head. You know, and many of these are superficial, surface-level thoughts, but there are deeper thoughts underneath all of that too. Those little thoughts that nag at you, that you push away because you just don't want to face them, but they keep poke, 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 poking at you until eventually you acknowledge them. These are the thoughts that we really want to get at. When you write for five minutes continuously during your thought download, The first things you'll write down are those surface-level thoughts that like to dominate your attention. But as you keep going, you start writing down all the good stuff, the deeper thoughts, the real fears, anxieties, trepidations, self-judgments, all the things that really drive your behavior. Learning to recognize these thoughts is a skill. And when you can apply that skill to how you're thinking about your body and your weight and food, then we can start changing your behavior at a really deep level. And when we do that, weight loss becomes so much easier and it comes from a place of honoring yourself and your body rather than simply following a diet plan. So thank you for joining us today on the Mindful Weight Loss podcast. If you're ready to lose your weight once and for all, head on over to our website and download our Getting Started guide. You can find it over at wwwwaysahealthcom forward slash start. W-A-Y-Z-A health.com forward slash start. The link is also down in the show notes for you as well. I'd also love to get to know you better. So head on over to my Instagram account and follow me at Ways of Health. Send me a message and introduce yourself. I'd love to say hello. Coming up next week, we'll talk about commitment and how you can choose the thoughts that will get you to your weight loss goals and closer to freedom from food. We'll be able to put all of those thought downloads that you've been practicing from this episode to work for you. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again soon.